Hey beautiful, this is Tara. Welcome to the Midlife Wake Up, the podcast where we have conversations about creating change in our lives, one wake up call at a time. Because there comes a time in everyone's life when you question what it's all about, how you're living, and who you've become. Life is precious and it goes by quickly. So let's make sure we're really living true to ourselves and creating exactly what we want to experience. It's time to wake up and live. Welcome back to the Midlife Wake Up. Last week we talked about answering the call within you and how painful and necessary it is to really step into the woman you want to be and are meant to be, not only for the fulfillment of yourself, but to benefit everyone in your entire life. Now this is a three-part series and today is part two, so if you missed last week, make sure to go back and listen when you can. But this week, we're building upon that call to self-actualize and become the person that we want to be. Now, I mentioned last week that I had a free meditation on my website to guide you through the visualization for connecting with your highest and best self. Now, maybe you already know exactly what that looks like for you, and maybe you need help with it or you want crystal clear clarity on what that looks like and feels like and just the overall picture and I always love a good meditation or guided visualization so make sure to download that on my homepage. it's centered right in the middle and you get instant access to it so that you can just meditate whenever you're available for it but I guide you along a visualization in addition to the meditation so that you can really get connected with that deep inner knowing that you have that maybe you're not as connected to as you want to, maybe it's slightly there but you're not sure, or maybe you just really want to experience it. It's a beautiful visualization and, you know, having that connection with the vision of the life that you want and the person that you want to be is really one of the biggest steps that you can take to actualize it because you can see it, it's real, it's it's reality. and science has proven that our brain doesn't understand the difference between something that you visualize and something that is real. And people in the spiritual space or the business space or any any kind of space that uses meditation and visualization, there's even been successful sports people that have done it. When you utilize this, as a form of self-actualization and you can almost use it as like a creating your future. It really does work and there's been scientific studies that have proven this, that there's no difference. And so really connecting with that and getting a really clear sense of what it looks like and feels like and just just the overall picture is, is much more important and powerful than I think that a lot of us give weight to. So if you want to have that connection, please download that. It's I love it. I think it's fabulous. Um, and if you don't want it, then just make sure that you create space for yourself to really either journal it out or meditate to connect with that vision because, you know, that's a big part of what we're talking about here. And if you really don't know what it looks like, that's the journey to begin to connect with it. If you really feel that disconnected to... You know, you know that something's wrong about 
the way you're living right now and the way you're showing up is the person you want to be now and you have no idea where you're going, then this is the beginning. And if you're kind of in the middle of that journey, then it reconnects you and it re-inspires you and it lights that fire within you. And if you're really close and it's really clear, then it just keeps you in that higher vibrational energy of being with that vision. So make sure you're really connecting with it. That's really important. Okay, so today, today we're going to look at why it's so hard to be the person we want to be and also what could potentially be holding us back and why. And there are so many possibilities to this. And most of them are rooted in fear. So if we look at the top fears, one of them is fear of judgment. Now this could be from your partner, your family, your neighborhood, your work, your school, your culture, your society, really anywhere or anyone that could judge you for changing aspects of yourself or your life. I mean, this could be something so minimal and nominal like changing your hair to something drastic like completely uprooting your life, changing your life 100%, you know, going like Elizabeth Gilbert across the globe and going on this amazing journey of self-expression and journey within. Or, you know, like I said, it could be something really nominal and really small. But judgment can feel really scary because it can lead to negative energy. It can lead to confrontation. It can lead to losing people or things we love in the extreme. But there is a way to reframe judgments, and it's this. You know, we'll always be judged for something. Always. Because there are more opinions on this planet than there are stars in the sky. And there will always be somebody that judges you for something. There's always going to be somebody that has their own opinion. And truly, and this is really easily understood, but I think that it resonates differently when we have an emotional reaction to not being accepted or or being judged. But we really have to take this on that this is totally on the other person. This is totally on their judgment, their opinion. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with myself. It has nothing to do with any one of us who is being judged. But it's got everything to do with the opinion of the other person, of what's acceptable, what is acceptable for the box that they fit in, and it's their own stuff to work through. But this is a really emotional charged fear You know, being not accepted and judged is a very deep-rooted fear. And when we really embrace the fact that not everyone will agree with us, not everyone will like us, not everyone is kind and open to change, you have to ask yourself, does it really matter to me? You know, does their opinion really matter to me? If they're not an open, kind, caring person, Does their opinion really matter to me? Does that person's opinion really matter to me? Now, don't get me wrong. You can love someone deeply and also let go of needing their acceptance or needing their support of your decisions because we all have our own boundaries. We all have our own parameters. We all have our own understanding of what's 
acceptable. And that might be based in judgment. It might be based in self-love. It might be based in healthy boundaries. You know, so there's a lot here. There's a lot here. But when you're talking about being judged by somebody, it's usually rooted in the fact that you don't fit into a particular box. You don't fit into a definition of what is acceptable to them. You know, but we can have the support and love from other people who might be, you know, the best for our lives. And they might not be the ones that we want the most to accept us and love us for who we are. But, you know, sometimes that can shift and change and there are lessons there to be learned. But, you know, the fear of being judged, it's all about acceptance and rejection. And if you've had experiences when, we're, when you're young about being judged or rejected for something about yourself and you've yet to heal it or let it go, then you have some work to do here because I guarantee that some of this is holding you back from becoming the person you want to be and living the life that you want. So much of our stuff, you know, the stuff that holds us back, the stuff that we're working on internally, so much of that comes from these memories, comes from, you know, our younger years. Lots of it is from childhood. Lots of it is from early adulthood as we're trying to figure things out and we're dealing with more people and we're having more relationships. You know, these are really deep-rooted memories and they come up in our lives, especially as adults, when we're really working on the self-development, personal development, Maybe we're going on a spiritual path and we're coming up with a lot of this internal work that we need to do and allowing ourselves to be free within ourselves means that we need to let go of the fear of judgment and the need for acceptance and the need for love from other people that really don't have any power or choice over our own choices and our own decisions in our life. And... You know, a lot of this from childhood is that we're, we're molded, we're shamed, we're told and conditioned into what's right and what's wrong or what's acceptable for our family or what's acceptable for our culture and the kind of person we're supposed to be. You know, we're really molded into this. We don't have a lot of freedom, per se, when we're growing up to just self-express and self-actualize and even even focusing on the things that we want to do in our life and our dreams, a lot of times that can get squashed by people who, who are older or parental figures who, that no, that's sorry, that's not realistic. You know, if you've ever heard that about something that you want to do or a dream that you might have, no, 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 that's not realistic or no, 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 that's not possible or no, 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 we can't afford that. And it, it, it closes that door. You know, and, and we might even accept that answer, and it completely closes that door for us. So it's really important as adults to challenge those thoughts and memories and ask ourselves, you know, is this really right for me now? Does this serve me now? Do I believe in this now? And going through all of those things that are coming up for us, all of those things about, you know, what we're conditioned into, the kinds of things that are acceptable. You know, maybe having purple hair isn't acceptable in your family, but you would love 
to have purple hair and just be wild and free and expressive with your hair, but it's something that you just can't do. You just you just know that you just can't do. But ultimately, it has nothing else to do with anybody else but yourself. Now, that's just an example, and I don't know why hair keeps coming up for me <laughs> during this episode, but it seems to. And, you know, like our hair is a really outward expression of ourselves, just like anything that's in our outward persona, our clothing, our makeup, our hair, how we carry ourselves, you know, the car we drive, things like that. You know, these are these physical manifestations that we can um, represent ourselves. And so, you know, hair is just a funny example, but, you know, maybe maybe it's about the way you dress. Maybe um, you want some more freedom of expression in the way that you live your life. So, you know, there's so many different aspects to it, and we have to ask ourselves, you know, do I want to create my life based on someone else's opinion that isn't right for me or fear of being judged by somebody that I deeply love and care about but isn't willing to accept me for who I am? And this is these are the kind of questions that we really need to ask ourselves because they're holding us back from becoming that person we want to be, from self-actualizing the person that we want to be. And the answers in these questions are really powerful in letting go of that which conditions us and that which can make up so many opinions of what is right and wrong. And honestly, the beauty of being an adult and the beauty of having that independence is that you can create the life that you want. And that's also the beauty of the time period we're in, in this world. There's so much acceptance. There's so many different types of lives. There's so many different types of lifestyles and subcultures and just so many different ways of living and being. So we have a beautiful opportunity to step into that side of ourselves, whatever it may be for you, whatever it may be for all of us, you know, that is the highest and truest version of ourselves because not only does that self-actualization allow us to be who we're meant to be, it allows us to serve everybody around us in a much higher and deeper way, which is what we talked about last episode. You know, going back to other people's opinions and possible judgments of us, you know, this is where acceptance comes in. Acceptance that we can be and live and do things differently than someone else and just leave it at that. You know, why would we change ourselves to fit into a mold that doesn't work for us anyway? Why not just honor the fact that you are who you are? They are them, and you are you. You live your life your way, and they live their life another, and that's perfectly fine. And that's where the self-acceptance and also the honoring of differences really comes in. We can love someone and not particularly agree with them. We can love somebody's opinions and not particularly agree with them because they might be right for them but not right for us because we're all on our own different paths and we all have our own stuff to work through and some of us work through it deeper than others and some of us have different things that happen to create different opinions and that's all okay. 
that we can love and accept each other for who we are as individuals and still carry on with our lives and live it to our own fullest. Because at the end of the day, that's all we have. We have ourselves. We have the people around us that love us and cherish us for our own uniqueness. But at the end of the day, we truly, truly, truly just have ourselves. And we want to be fulfilled in this life. We want to be proud of ourselves at the end of this life. We want to feel good. We want to feel like our own self. We want to feel true. And that leads into the next fear, the fear of our greatness. And I love Marianne Williamson's quote. This is a really popular quote, and it's a longer poem, but the beginning goes, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? And that beginning of that poem or passage is all about becoming that person that you're really meant to be. Becoming that beautiful, deepest, truest self of you that is the light part. That's not the damaged part. That's not the dark part. And the dark part is necessary because it gives us contrast and it gives us things to work through and it helps us learn lessons and that's a whole nother conversation. But the light part, the part that is our actual self, we're kind of afraid of it because we are afraid of too much good. We've been trained that it's too good to be true. You know that phrase, it's too good to be true. So it can't be that good because it's not going to be real or it's, you know, it's, oh, it's so good. It's not going to last if you've ever heard that one. And it makes us think, well, it's too good. It's not going to last. It'll, it'll have, it'll last for a little while, but it won't last forever. And, you know, this fear of being our true selves and, and really embracing what that really looks like, then this kind of underlying fear of loss comes in because of these things that we've been told in our culture or our society, our parents or peers. And it's almost too much to bear. It's almost too much to, well, I don't want to completely go for it because I don't want to lose it because that would be devastating. It would be devastating to have something so beautiful and pure and perfect and amazing to be taken away from me because I know it's not going to last. But what it who is saying that to us? Where does that even come from? You know, I'm fascinated by discovering origin stories to things. Where does that even come from? Does it come from a long line of stories in our culture? You know, where does it originate? You know, so much of our lives, we've been conditioned to live within parameters of what's appropriate or acceptable. And we mold ourselves into a box of how we can best succeed in our lives. But if we're not being true to ourselves and we're not being completely real with ourselves and we're we may have some real parts of ourselves come out, but we're not fully stepping in to that part of ourselves, then there are parts of us that are unfilled and there's parts of us that are not going into that greatness. They're they're just not self-actualizing in that whole complete way. And, you know, that kind of gets into the, the discussion about self-worth. 
And self-worth is such a big one for women. It is amazing how deep self-worth goes. And thankfully, we have had a really beautiful rise of self-care in the last 10, 15 years. And thankfully, there's a lot of conversation about that, you know, self-care isn't just bubble baths and masks, but it's actually about self-love. And self-love is about self-worth. And it's about honoring yourself. And that's a huge part of my work because, you know, we ask ourselves, who am I to do this? Who am I to live exactly how I want? You know, who am I to have a business or practice, whatever it is, and believe I can sell my art, let's say? Who am I to think that I could be successful at that? Who am I to move out of the country and sell everything that I own and become a nomad traveling? Who am I to teach my children a different way of life and not do everything everyone else is doing? You know, who am I to really step into the person that I want to be and be outspoken for causes that I believe in? Who am I to do that? And I think that this is a a small voice that gets louder and louder as we get to a place where we're starting to exercise this creative part of ourself because the fear comes up. And it all comes back to our self-worth. It all comes back to our self-love. You know, who am I to do this has everything to do with the fact that we don't believe that we're whole and complete and capable and just worthy. We are worthy to share our voice. We are worthy to step into who we want to be. We are worthy of living this life to its fullest. We are worthy to pursue our dreams. We are worthy to try and sell our art. We are worthy to have an alternative parenting lifestyle. We are worthy to get up, sell all of our shit, and move across the world and do whatever we want to do. We are worthy of all of those things. We are worthy of anything that we want. And I found myself over my life really questioning what box I fit into. And I've really taken a look at myself and the way that I've been over my life. And a big part of myself was wanting to fit into a box, wanting to fit into a box where I was accepted for the good parts of me, you know, the the certain parts of me that were okay. And trying to, you know, suppress other parts of me that might not be acceptable. And my dream life, you know, we we have a dream of our lives the way we think they're going to turn out when we're younger. And usually those shift and change as we get older and we have experiences and we grow and we learn and, you know, things change for us and our dream life shifts a little bit. Um, But, you know, my dream life has shifted in many, many ways since I was younger. And I've allowed myself to do things differently because... Because I knew that I didn't want to fit into a box that didn't feel right for me. It didn't feel right for me to do all the things that people were doing around me because I never really fit into a box. I never really was a, a cookie cutter type person. And it's okay if you are, but if it doesn't feel right for you and you're trying to fit yourself into that label or that culture, It's going to feel really empty for you and it's going to feel really 
lonely as well because it's not going to align. It's not going to match. And the self-worth and the self-love also ties into trusting yourself. You know, do you trust yourself to actualize the life that you want? Do you trust yourself to bring yourself out? Do you trust yourself? Are you brave enough to do that for yourself? And I think that, you know, trusting ourselves also has a lot to do with, you know, that fear of loss, that it might be too good and you might lose it. I think trusting yourself has a lot to do with knowing whether or not you could be a success with it or if you just might fail at it because we're all so deeply afraid of failure because we've learned that when you fail, it actually isn't just a learning experience, but it means something about your self-worth. And when we fail, it's just a point to pivot. It's just a place of learning. That's it. That's all it is. But when we trust ourselves to do the things that are in our heart, when we trust ourselves to follow our intuition, that's where the magic starts to happen. And when I talk about all these things, the fear of judgment, the fear of failure, the fear of what it could be, of how worthy we feel as people and trusting ourselves, you know, for most of us, the surface answer is one where we're like, I don't have fear of people judging me. I'm not afraid of failing. I trust myself. I can live my life. I can drive my car down the street. I can pay my bills. I totally trust myself. I'm fine. (laughs) Yes, I'm worthy. But these deep-rooted issues are usually showing up when you're trying to make decisions or you're trying to figure out if you should take a risk on yourself and the things that you want. And that's when these things kind of start to sneak up and bubble up to the surface. You know, the surface part of our life, like the day-to-day, the ins and the outs of the schedule, the the day-to-day operations of our lives, most of us don't have fear of judgment or fear of failure or fear of what it could be or how worthy we feel as people. You know, we trust ourselves. Most of us don't have those issues on the surface, but it's when we want to rock the boat a little bit or a lot. It's when we want to change things up and unleash certain aspects of ourselves or challenge the status quo or, you know, do something a little bit more drastic. That's when these fears start to come up and bubble up to the surface. And that's when we realize, you know, they might stop us in our tracks. They might not let us pursue our dreams. They might not let us fall in love with the person we're meant to be with. They might not let us speak our truth because we're afraid. And, you know, these fears are something that we're going to deal with our whole life in many aspects. You know, there's so many layers to us as human beings, and we're constantly evolving, and we're constantly growing, and we constantly need to look at ourselves in depth. But these things that are bubbling up when you're trying to make decisions or when you're trying to make changes to yourself or to your life, whether they're small or huge, they're coming to show you something and they're coming to teach you something. And the sooner that you can figure out where they're coming from, why they're bubbling up and start to heal them and start to, you know, change those origin stories, 
the sooner you're going to be able to live how you want to live and be who you want to be. Because these are the things that are holding us back from living our truth and pursuing what really lights us up and not what drains us. (laughs) And you're going to see that, you know, there's multiple things at play. It's usually not just one thing. There's multiple things going on. And I didn't realize that this was part of my path until my late 20s, early 30s. I, it probably started a lot earlier, but I really wasn't aware of them until my late 20s or early 30s. And I have always been a real self-introspective person. I've always loved journaling and processing through my emotions, but I don't believe that I really felt the fear of judgment, of trusting myself, of acceptance, and all of these kind of things that I've been talking about. I don't believe that I really understood how deep-rooted they were within me until that time in my life, and it began a whole journey for me of self-awareness, of deep introspection. You know, it's been a spiritual path for me. And I also recognize, like I said, that it's, it's not necessarily ever going to end because as we go from different level to different level, it's just another layer to expose and to correct and to heal. But this is the biggest part of the journey is healing the stuff from within because if we do this kind of push through And, you know, we're just going to shove all those emotions down and we're just going to push through it. It's not the same. We won't be able to really become that person we want to be because that person we want to be and that life that we want to live is fluid. There's, There's fluidity to it. It flows. And there's power in that flow instead of the pushing through. Now, that's not to say that there won't be times where we need to just kind of like, okay, I have this fear, but I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to my heart instead, and I'm going to go. And there might be those times where we need a little bit more of that focused direction that's more of a pushing energy, but overall, it's not to stuff things back and just go. It's not that hustle feel. It's the healing that needs to happen. And to get past that hard stuff into the life and the person we want to be, you know, we have to heal the stuff because it will continue to show up as a lesson until we do. It shows up when we snap at someone. It shows up when we make a mistake and we berate ourselves for it. It shows up when we look at ourselves in the mirror and all that comes out is just negativity and self-hatred. It shows up when we feel unfulfilled with the majority of our life. It shows up when we treat and honor ourselves, you know, in the way in which we do that. It shows up everywhere. And these are the things that, like I said, they will keep repeating until we've learned that lesson and until we've healed it, until we've stood there face-to-face with this fear, stood there face-to-face with this conditioning, stood there face-to-face with whatever is holding us back and ask it, is this true for me? Is this right for me? Does this still pertain to me? How is this benefiting my life? 
how is this benefiting me from moving forward and being the person that I want to be? And those are the biggest things that are preventing us to living our, our truest life, our biggest life, our biggest self. And I did mention last week my online course, Bloom, my six-week course, my signature course. It's a beautiful in-depth course all about this, all about becoming the person you want to be, all about becoming the woman that you want to be. And we go through all of these kinds of things, you know, this deeper stuff that's, that's within us so that we can heal it so that we can connect with this sense of self that's really in there that's really within that wants to come out and wants to live and be and experience life the way she wants to and again like I said there's you know we're all on different paths we're all on different versions of ourselves some of us might be completely disconnected to it and deeply longing for it some of us might be kind of in the middle where we're kind of there we're showing up as the person we want to be, but there's things about us that are unfulfilled. And some of us might be further along in the path where we're feeling the beautiful, fulfilled life, but we're still in fear of losing it or we're still in fear of fully going for it, 100%. So, you know, we're all in different stages and that's the beauty of it because it, the work doesn't ever end. The work continues. And... You know, thank goodness we have this way to support each other. We have this, this, you know, beautiful opportunity to come together wherever we are in the world and have community and a sense of belonging because we're all on this path together. So wherever you are in the world, I'm sending you so much love. I would love to hear about how you thought about this episode, if it brought you any moments of clarity or any moments of awareness that you might be holding back in your own life. And again, I would love for you to join me in Bloom. There's more information on my website, taramana.com forward slash Bloom. And I hope that this episode brought you some aha moments. I hope it brought you some awareness. I hope it gave you some light on your path to become the person that you want to be. And I hope it brought you some wake-up calls. So I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope you have a beautiful day. See you next time. Please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. It means a lot to me. And your review helps me reach more people to have more of these important conversations. So thank you for your time doing that. And also, are you an insider yet? Make sure to sign up at taramana.com to get my free meditation connecting with your self-vision. I hope today's wake up impacted you in a way that can benefit your life. This is your life and it's meant to be lived your way. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.